Hey, this is Scott. And I'm Jim, everybody. And we are still telling the AFI what's what and what's wrong. They, they're not listening. They aren't. Because clearly if they were, we wouldn't be doing this. No, no. That, that That's just how it works. Yeah. So this is their top ten westerns of all time, or at least until 2007 or so. Yeah, because we got a few westerns since then that really should be on here. Yeah. There's a couple on this list oh. I actually haven't seen, so we'll see how that goes. I'll be honest, I've never even heard of 10. Yeah, 10 is like, that's a stretch. Well, yeah, let's just get right into this. Cat Baloo. Which is a comedy. It's a know, comedy take genre. on a really cliche western setup. Yeah. I mean, it's well acted, because like, I have seen it. And it, like, it's well performed, but it relies entirely on sort of the, you know, the the audience knowing that they're playing with a bunch of old tropes for comedy. It's practically a parody without being Blazing Saddles. And I mean, it's kind of a stretch to call it one of the great Westerns. And I realize we can't include Italy in this list because it's the EFI. You can still put Quick and the Dead on. Quick and the Dead. Hell, we could have Blazing Saddles really parody the Western here. Yeah. Let's take this to its full length, but no. Like, I griefed about Nemo being on there and going, you know what, I don't really think this deserved to be on here. I love westerns. If I haven't heard of this, I really have issues saying this was on here at all, because there are better westerns, especially in the 90s, because we had that weird resurgence. Yeah, and... Like, we had Quick and the Dead, Young Guns, we, um, fucking Tombstone. Um, like if we really need to stretch for westerns, we have a huge breadth of Open Range is really great, too, if you've ever yeah. seen that. Like, again, there, there are other places to go than, well, Cat Blue. And, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of John Wayne on this list that I'd rather see go in favor of one of those or something else. But I think we could have gotten... I really think they shouldn't have said, no, we're not putting the Italians on. Like, I realize the their, their, their mandate is the promotion of American film. But when you're going to say greatest Westerns of all time and yeah. you do not see... Anything from the Dollars trilogy? Yeah, no. You don't have a list of the greatest westerns of all time. Yeah, you're lying. You are putting a massive qualifier on there, which is the greatest westerns of all time made in America. And it's like, that's that's problematic, guys, given that there are some really great westerns with American cast that should be on this damn list. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, up to nine with Stagecoach. The definitive John Ford movie. Like, I like it. I, I mean, this is a good pick for just the the quintessential Western. Because about half this list is sort of deconstructive to one degree or another, so it's good we have one that is just, this is society, <laughs> this, is the, this is the wilds, John Wayne is the mediator between the two. Yeah. Here and is of John course Wayne it's... your champion, here is the Western, sit down, have your popcorn. Yeah. And enjoy. And of course it's in Monument Valley, because uh, that that's what the old West looks like. It yep. all looks like Monument Valley. Yep. It looks like rocks and dirt and death. Though it's delightful if you actually go to the wiki page for Monument Valley. It's a picture of it during the spring, and then it's winter. And the difference is there's a little less green and a little more white. Yep. Which usually is actually how they portray the West in the winter half the time anyway. Mm -hmm. It's just blistering fucking cold. But yeah, I'm fine with that being on there. Yeah, like, again, there's a few things. Well, 
now we get to the next one. Number eight, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, which I have not seen, but it's an Altman flick, so it must be amazing. Like, I, this is one I actually want to see. Altman referred to it as the anti-Western film. Yes. There's a few oh. of those on this list, though. Yeah, well, the one above this, I'm going to have fucking bones to pick with. But yeah, like, I, I haven't seen it. This, I... this list has a lot of options. Yeah. That they didn't take advantage of. But, I mean, you look at the cast on this. Like, the cast and the director, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt yeah. for a slot. Why not? I mean, Warren Beatty, some people might have criticisms for that man. I've never seen him in a role I haven't enjoyed him in. Yeah. I never have. Even Dick Tracy, <laughs> which was a weird stretch for him and a weird movie when you consider the fact that it wasn't supposed to be a children's movie, but it really was, but it wasn't. Uh, yeah. Like, so you tell me he's in a Western? I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I? But I can think of other Westerns that should be on the list. Like, that's what I keep coming back to when I look at this list, is it's like, where's, where is the Western resurgence in the 90s? Where's the stuff that led up to this? Where's some of the Eastwood pieces? If you're going to include, because let's go to seven here. Yeah. If you're going to include Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, why am I not seeing things like Magnificent Seven? That's, yeah, that is notable in its absence. Yeah. And I'm looking at, say, there's a few on here where I'm just like, really? We've got that, but not Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Like, I dig, you know what, if you wanted to avoid Magnificent Seven because it's inspired by a Kurosawa movie, because it's inspired by Seven Samurai, I can kind of understand that. But it is still a quintessential Western. Like, it is a Western film through and fucking through. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean... Getting back to Butch, Ca- Butch and Sundance, it's a good movie. Yeah. Like, it's really good. It's su- much more suitable on here than when it showed up on the heroes list. God. But, I don't know, I it's a good film. really is. Like, don't, I'm not criticizing this as though it is a terrible movie. I am saying there are more suitable westerns that could be on here, especially since this made it. Yeah. No. But, I mean, it being on the list, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I am okay with that. It is a good movie. It's just... it It's a fine example of some of the things that made Westerns kind of interesting because your ostensible protagonist, not a hero by any stretch of the imagination. No. Like, yeah, fuck. To go for True Grit for a sec because it's conspicuously absent. Oh, God, yeah. Well, Coburn is kind of a good guy. Well, he, he is... Again, the the Western is about that clash of civilization and the frontier. And yeah. Coburn is an agent of civilization who resents civilization and its restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so. it's great that you have the Texas Ranger character in there being the much more upright by the book guy to, co- to have that contrast immediately apparent. Well, it wouldn't work otherwise, because Coburn would basically come across as almost a maniac. Oh, no, he is totally a maniac, which is... Yeah. Like, his his redeeming factor, factor is that he can take care of this little girl. Yeah. But that's, like, if you didn't have this, the ranger there to kind of parallel him, you would almost assume that Coburn is the norm. Yeah. And that's, you can't establish that. Butch Cassidy, Sundance, we are given the flat awareness they are not the norm. Because they try to, to be, be the, the norm. norm. And they fail. They fail catastrophically. 
No, but that's I'm... part of the fun of this film. That's part of why this movie is good. It's part of the hell. It's part of the reason this movie still gets respect now. Yeah. And then we move up to number six with The Wild Bunch, which just feels like a lesser version of Butch and Sundance. Yeah. And this is a slot I would give up to The Magnificent Seven or True Grit without a thought. Yeah. Well, Magnificent Seven is a better ensemble piece. Yep. <laughs> Yule Brenner, Why man. Otherwise. Yeah. How do you how do you fuck this up? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, it's not a bad movie. It's not bad, but again, there are other westerns out there that are that, better that you can make just as much a case for. <sighs> and then we get to Red River, which I'm like, why that one? Like that's the one I don't get. Of all the John Wayne, all the Cattle Drive movies. Well, yeah, there's scores of John Wayne movies you could go with. Scores of Cattle Drive movies, but... Yeah. But we choose Red River over, say, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Yeah. Or The Outsiders. Like, Mm -hmm. What was the push here? What was the big advantage? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I look at this... And is it because you had to get a Hudson, a Howard Hawks movie in? Was that it? Maybe, but that seems that feels more like an Oscars approach. Yeah, that that, that, that feels a little quota-ish. Yeah, I'm I'm just baffled by this this one. Someone in the comments, tell me why. If there's anybody who has a theory or an idea, I'm open to hear it. Yeah, really open to hear it. Okay. So number four is one I have absolutely no qualms about. Unforgiven. Oh, yeah. Like, again, I say Magnificent Seven should be on here. True Grit should be on here. Unforgiven? I fucking love this movie. Well, uh, this is a movie that only Eastwood could have made. Yeah. Because he saw, because he, he learned from his time with Siegel and Leone and learned what he didn't like about that and built his own style for a movie that is about his own. Basically him reprising a character in a much more mature way. I'm going to kill you and your family and your dog and burn your house down. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, it's, it's such a deranged statement to hear come from someone. But when he says it, you actually kind of believe it. But yeah, like this, this, movie, the... this movie is great. It's fun to watch. It's vicious. Because, I mean, it really... They let Hackman be an absolute prick. Well, yeah. Like, there's something... I don't... This is one of those movies I don't like to spoil because there is some nice scenes in this that really amp up the feelings in it. And, you know, it, it's Eastwood, Hackman, Freeman, and Richard Harris. Yeah. Those four guys in a movie. That, that That's all you want. Yeah. Go watch this, folks. If for some reason you haven't seen this... There is there is no reason at all for you to not go see this movie. Yeah. The film was the third Western to win the Oscar for Best Picture following... And the only one to deserve it. Yeah. Because if you look at the other two Oscar winners, Cimarron and Dances with Wolves, fuck. <sighs> Dances with Wolves was a public appeal. That's Dances with Wolves is white guilt concentrated into its purest form. <laughs> yep. But that's really it. Like, they gave that because the public response at the time was Dances with Wolves was the greatest movie ever made. And it's like, no, it's not. It's a fucking terrible movie. <laughs> All right. But uh, 
Number three, Shane. Hey. Should be higher. Yeah. I realize it's at number three, but I'm like, no, should be higher. (laughs) Well, it gives you a lot of the main tropes for a Western. Like, who do we have? We have Shane. What the fuck is he? He's he's a shootist, really. Just a man walking into town. Not looking for trouble. Yeah. Just wants to get through. That's all. That's all. And things go downhill from there. And it's it's a great movie. It stands up nicely. Again, I'm always reminded of the Batman villain from uh, the Adam West days, which, which I terrible. found to be an entertaining reference. <laughs> but... Again, this is a response to a. There were a lot of westerns that came out were all that were all kind of in a formula, and this was the director and the writer going, you know, let let let's do this for reals. Let's think about this and do it right. Yeah, let's tell a story. Well, I'm perfectly fine with this being on the list. I really don't disagree with the statement of it should be higher. When you look over the rest of the list, I'm glad this made it. Yeah. There, there are some no exceptions that, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, Shane could have ended up off this list. Yeah. But um, number two, High Noon. Just really well paced. Yeah. Like, it's good acting, good pacing, good story. I mean, it's not saying anything great about the genre, but it is in the genre, doing good things within it. Well, it's a good example of the genre. Yeah. Like, it's it is a solid film. I also just remembered I would why the fuck wasn't Josie Wales on this list? Isn't that an Australian movie or something? American revisionist western film set after the American Civil War. That's why I wanted to check. Like God damn it, guys. What the fuck? Red River and not Josie Wales. <sighs> yeah. How the fuck do you miss Outlaw Josie Wales? Plot sequence of events occur in approximate real time. But no. To go back to High Noon, just It's a great movie. It really is. It's a respected film. It's a good example of the Western at the time. doesn't really break new ground, but doesn't really have to. All right. And top of the list is The Searchers. John Wayne again, but damn if it's not at his best. There are better Westerns. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, that's why I said, uh, you know, Shane higher. But The Searchers yeah. deserves a slot. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying it doesn't. This is certainly more accessible than some of the other ones that are on here. But number one, I don't think so. I mean, it's it is a lot. It is kind of tropey. Yeah, I think it it is playing around with the tropes a little more. Yeah. Like I, I I mean, like there are tons of Texas Indian War movies that are just terrible, and this one's like, hey, let let's have a serious look about Native relations, and it was in the fifties. Yeah. You know what was rampant everywhere? Racism. So I mean, th- there is something to say for what it was say, what it was trying to say at the time it was saying it, but I don't know if that gets it a number one. I don't think so. I mean, its significance, like its significance, is definitely something we don't want to neglect. No. Again, it's not doing anything particularly new, but the message it's trying to state is iconic for its time. This is something that it's like, hey, guess what? We need to talk about this, guys, and since you're not going to talk about it on your own, we're going to kind of fucking force it. And it did it without being Dances with Wolves about it. Uh, uh, at least that isn't on here. That is true. That much. Fuck. I just don't think, as a Western, it is the standout Western. Like, if I suddenly had to go, if somebody goes, you have to choose one Western to show to people, I'd actually go with Unforgiven. Yeah. 
Like I would genuinely go if I had to choose one, I would go Unforgiven. If if for some reason that wasn't an option, I'd go Quick and the Dead. Like as far as a shootist movie goes, I find it was a beautiful example of it was it's a Raimi movie, but he managed to apply that flair and make almost a comic book movie out of a western. So the pacing is here's your characters, here's why westerns are dark, here's everything you need to know, here's bullets. Have fun. Searchers is good. Searchers is damn good. Mm-hmm. But not number one worthy. Yeah. That's what that comes down to. And that's where we're at. Yeah, that I... was the Western one. Doesn't fare as well as some of the others, but still good. We're, Just... we're less upset with it than fantasy. Yeah. Holy fuck yeah. But I don't know. It's the type of thing where kind of want to go back over, look over the Westerns, and really pick out some new ones. Redo this list. Because I truthfully, I think I would put No Country on here at this point. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely that one for sure. Yeah. I've, again, that or the Coen Brothers version of uh, True Grit. Yeah. Well, True Grit, the fact that True Grit isn't on here in any form is surprising to me. Yeah, that that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. But all right, so shall we uh, gallantly meander off into the sunset? Sure thing. Uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike International 3.0 license. Visit sbopodcast.com for more shows, contact information, and show notes. Thank you.